All right, welcome back to this week's walk and talk then. And we have just had probably some of the biggest breaking news of the entire year. And I haven't seen this anywhere on Western media. This is absolutely insane. And it's a forecast or a prediction that I made that has now come true. What is that forecast? Well, let me tell you in a second, but we are here on the Isle of Man today and we're walking up to the top of Milner's Tower in Port Erin, which is a beautiful walk. So I uh, hope you enjoy the walk today as we're going along. And also I just wanted to say thank you very much to those of you who have taken my new money psychology course over the last three days since it was launched on, on YouTube here. I know it's gonna change many of your lives and many of your families lives and the link is below in the description and the pinned comment okay so let's get into this huge enormous news then that has just broken overnight and that is around the BRICS nations so BRICS just a quick recap Brazil Russia India China South Africa but now we're gonna have to call it BRICS plus 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 because they have just allowed six new members into the BRICS community. And really, this is such huge news and the implications for this new arrangement for the West, especially if you are living in the West, this is going to be absolutely insane. I can't even put into words. I'm gonna to have to do a really detailed video uh, with forecasts on how this is gonna change the world. Because really overnight, the world did change with this new alliance. It is absolutely groundbreaking. So who are the new members that they've allowed in them? Well, it'll come as no surprise whatsoever. Actually, only one of those I didn't predict they would let in, and that is Ethiopia. I'm not quite sure at this stage why Ethiopia was let in, but I will look into that in more detail as to why they chose Ethiopia. So here's the ones that they chose there. Number one, Saudi Arabia. Yes, Saudi Arabia has now kind of jumped sides from having this Western allegiance, and this is under the new crown prince, obviously, and they've joined BRICS. So that is all of the oil as well you've got to think about. The other huge one, which I think has got Western leaders sort of panicking right now, is Iran. <laughs> this one, wow, and I only talked about this a few days ago, and I said that this will allow Iran, once everything starts going, and this will take a while yet, you've got to bear in mind, this will allow Iran to bypass a lot of those sanctions that they've been subject to for a while now. So this will be very interesting as Iran comes into their own. You've then got Egypt. We have Argentina as well. And then the UAE, United Arab Emirates. So you just think about all that oil and all those resources as well. In fact, let me just read out the GDP of the, these countries. By the way, we're walking. I don't know if you can see, but there's a tower right up there. That's where we're walk into today. Look at these beautiful views here. Absolutely beautiful views. 
So already the BRICS, without these new members, accounted for a third of world GDP. Now let me just tell you some of these additions there. So this is crazy. Saudi Arabia, over one trillion with a T, US dollars worth of GDP is gonna be added to BRICS. United Arab Emirates, half a trillion. Argentina, half a trillion. We'll talk about that as well in a moment. I'll throw a map on screen just so I can talk through the implications of Argentina. We have Egypt, just under half a trillion at 400 billion. Iran, 367 billion, roughly. Ethiopia, 111 billion, so actually quite a small GDP addition. Again, I'm not sure why Ethiopia was added. It was a bit of a wild card, actually. But a couple of interesting ones then. Mexico didn't make it into the new membership for BRICS, and that's because there was a lot of, I guess we can say behind the scenes threats from the US. There was just no way they were gonna allow Mexico to join BRICS. It just wasn't going to happen at this stage. But what we have seen now is Brazil and Argentina, two biggest countries. In fact, I'm guessing they're probably the two biggest economies as well in South America. So what you're seeing there is just the initial powerhouses coming in and then they'll consolidate power in South America with the next round because that's what this is. This is a first round of membership for BRICS and these six countries become members on the 1st of January 2024. This is just going to be insane, absolutely insane. In fact, let me just throw this map on screen now then so you can see it. And you can see the yellow countries are the existing countries. I mean, look at the size of these countries already on the map. Talk about power and strength. And now the blue countries then, these are the new countries that have just been admitted, only six at this stage. And if you look at these six countries on the map, you can see their significance. So it is a consolidation of power within the Middle East, within South America, not Mexico. I think that will come later on when the BRICS have more power and authority over the West. And even if you look at this map actually, which is pretty funny, look at the size of the West when you compare it to the rest of the world. So Russia, China, India, etc. And then those regions will come online shortly surrounding those countries. We have the Middle East consolidation there. And Silva of Brazil has said that he wants the African Union to come into BRICS, just not right now. So that could be at the next conference potentially or a couple thereafter. There's still a lot of work to be done within uh, Africa, within those countries. And then imagine the South American countries all coming online, finally with Mexico. And what are you left with on this map? Well, you're left with the USA, Canada over on the left there. And then you're left with Europe and Australia, New Zealand. That is why I said that this is crazy and the world really did just change overnight just from this decision. And what BRICS are saying is going to be coming in the near future. They are going to completely dominate GDP. And that chart I showed you the other day means nothing now because the GDP is just so much bigger than it was a few days ago when I talked about this. All right, let's do the steps here then. <laughs> this is where I test my fitness, holding a camera, 
talking passionately, trying to control my breathing and doing some exercise as we climb up to this tower. Let me show you the tower actually. There it is, just up there. We'll go up there. Oh, just had to pause there for a walking group. We had a bit of a traffic jam on the path here. <laughs> but the other thing to think about with the, with the brick stem is this new coalition will account for 42% of the world's oil output. Why is that significant? Well, if you think about the petrodollar and, and everything else around that, and how oil is somewhat controlled at the moment, this is gonna add more consolidation to oil, which is energy. Now, what do I always talk about? Energy is the most important thing for any economy, because without energy, without food, without um, resources, without all the Chinese-made goods flowing in and, and dollars flowing back, this is going to be absolutely crazy. As soon as these BRICS nations as well, if they launch their own currency, which I am predicting that they will in the future, I can't tell you when, and I think they're gonna back it with gold. If they do that, forget about it. It is game over for the US dollar. It's game over for the Euro. I know people think this is an extreme prediction that I have, but I am pretty certain on this. I'd say 85, 90% certain that this is going to happen and you just think of what will happen to living standards in the west forget about it all those dollars flowing back hyperinflation hyperinflation in the euro no energy as well. well in fact the us is fairly energy independent i know it doesn't seem that way from the media reporting and a few other things but they are somewhat energy independent and i think if the presidency flips at the next election then I think you'll see a lot more energy output as well. And the US will probably become a big net exporter uh, like they were previously. So we're going to have to see, we're going to have to see how this goes. But overall, this is massive, massive news. And seriously, this is why I keep talking to you all about your finances and your situation and just making sure that you've got everything, everything covered right now. Because every... <laughs> Everyone seems to think that the Western dominance is going to last forever and that living standards that you have now are gonna continue on and only get better. I just don't think that's true. I actually think that living standards are going to decrease, not increase. And we've already seen that. You look at the last couple of years with energy and you look at food and all the other things, the inflation on those things. And people seem to have forgotten already about this. I'll mention something on the UK energy uh, later in the video, actually, because there's been a lot of changes there as well. All right, we're getting closer to the tower now then. Oh, and there's my father visiting with my wife, Kristin. They're plowing ahead. She's a machine on these hills. So yeah, you just really got to take care of this situation now and don't rely on all the ways that are of making money that you have relied on these in the past either because i think all of this is going to change as well i talked about this a lot in my in my new course the money psychology course which I, I, honestly i think is going to completely change your life and the way it talks about the future and earnings in the future and how you can protect yourself and actually build wealth and, and everything else and as i said when i launched it 
If you don't think that course is any good, you don't like it, just email me and I'll refund you the money. And so far I've had zero refund requests. So that tells you something about it. In fact, I just got this one, I'm gonna call it a testimonial, but it was more of an email. And this is from an American lady. I won't give her details out. In fact, I'll remove this bit as well. But it basically says, even though I'm not all the way through the course yet, I've already had a major breakthrough in my relationship to money. I've never been able to keep money before as it just seemed to flow through my hands like water every month. But after doing the exercises, I realized the reason why this was happening. And then it goes on to talk about this little, uh, this incident when she was a little girl around her parents. I won't read that out. And um, so she made this, she's basically saying she made a decision in that moment that she didn't want to keep money and that's why it always flowed through. So that's one of the reasons I'm really happy as well about the launch because it's already changing a lot of people's lives just in the last week of launch. And remember, there is a coupon code for you. Just don't pay full price for the course, please. Use the coupon code that is there this week. So definitely use that coupon code. Oh, and just before we, we're gonna jump across now to what's just happened with the US, Poland, Ukraine, etc. Uh, just one last thing. A lot of people ask me, should you do the macro and stock market course or the money psychology first? Definitely do money psychology. So if you've started the stock course um, this week, pause and go on to money psychology. That is the one to start with. Okay, let's move over now then. I told you this was steep. It's a steep walk today. The camera never picks up the uh, incline of these sort of things, but we're almost at the tower now. Here it is. We are almost there. So a little bit more hills and we'll, uh, we'll be there. Okay, so the next big news then just announced is that the US has approved another $12 billion arms package for, this time it's for Poland uh, via Apache helicopters and a lot of other systems. They've also announced the US that they're going to be training F-16 pilots. In Europe then, three countries have announced that they are going to send F-16s to Ukraine. Let me just tell you who these countries are. That is Denmark, Norway, and the Netherlands. So yeah, we've got 96 Apache attack helicopters that the US is gonna be sending to Poland. And remember that video I showed you just last week of all the troops moving to the Polish border? Polish troops, may I add. And there's a lot of talk uh, in that region as well of potential um, calling up of reservists and things like that. So this is huge, huge news escalation in this whole conflict in the region. I really should have done this walk on the way down. I don't know why I filmed it walking up. <laughs> anyway, let's move over to US economics then. Dickies Sporting Goods plunges, so this is the stock price, as theft hits profitability. But yeah, it's pretty much non-stop now, all of these uh, looting mobs. Prop 47 for California. How is that working out? You can steal $950 worth of goods and uh, the police pretty much won't do anything about it. Wow, so there you go. But even the way these CEOs talk about it now is 
is weird to me. As a CEO, I would basically just say, yeah, there's all these people coming in, mobs, looting the place, robbing our inventory, and now we're struggling. They don't say that. This is what they say. He said, profitability was short of our expectations due in large part to the impact of elevated inventory shrinkage. Okay, he's basically saying they're getting robbed, they're getting looted. Why they don't say what it is, call a spade a spade, I'm not entirely sure. But the stock plunged 20% anyway, which is enormous. It's not just them. Dollar Tree has also got a huge problem with this. They say that the stores will discontinue carrying items that they can't keep on the shelves anymore due to theft. And they're saying that this is just getting completely out of hand. All the retailers are talking about it. Look at all these beautiful behind me here. Beautiful purples and pinks and yellows. Beautiful. What a lovely view. So this is Port Erin, Milner's Tower if you ever come here. All right, let's move on now then to UK energy bills. This is again a big one. Ah, I'll take a seat here while we uh, go through this stuff. So this is pretty funny. <laughs> All the media is talking about UK energy bills will fall significantly. They're using these words, huge, enormous, significant from October 2023 down to 1,923 pounds a year for the typical household. But here's what they're not saying. And do you remember when a typical bill was about 1,000 pounds, 1,200 pounds? And that was only winter of 2021. According to all of my notes that I save, that was winter of 2021. So yeah, it's come down for, and let me tell you what the drop is. It's about 150 pounds. So they're saying this 150 pound drop down to almost 2000 is significant. No, it's a drop in the ocean. It's nothing at all. When you think that the bills have gone up from 1200 to 2000, just what was that two years ago? In fact, it's less than two years ago. And the other thing that they don't ever mention is, well, first of all, this is a huge scam anyway, really, because they put up all these prices massively and then they just, you know, they don't make a big deal about it. And then they drop the prices a tiny bit and they call that significant. So it's all word weaving and the language they use. So these huge significant increases, they say, oh, you know, the, the, the increases are, are fairly big, but they'll come back down. So they soften it all. But then when the drop is tiny, they say, oh, significant. This is huge, e enormous news. And they plaster it basically everywhere. But also remember that 400 pound allowance that they gave for people that were really struggling with fuel poverty that's now ended and they're not going to be renewing it and i've got the statement the reason why they say that the uk government is not able to offer any more help at this time due to tight budgets guess what happens at the same time they announce a few hundred million more for weapons and i'm not using the word ukraine because people get upset if i say anything a negative sentence and use the word Ukraine in it, people just flip. Um, this is amazing media control at the moment because the majority, and this is my point to this, the majority of this money that's been sent from the UK hasn't gone on humanitarian aid like they said it would. Oh, you know, we're gonna send all this money to Ukraine for humanitarian aid, food and medicines and all of that. No, let me tell you the amounts here. Of the billions that have been sent, 
This is the, from the official government website, okay? 200 million has been spent on humanitarian aid out of the billions, yes. And then they can't find a little bit of money, which would be millions. It won't be a lot. It won't, even, it won't be anywhere near what they've sent. We are a drop in the ocean. They can't find that for British citizens. Unbelievable. Oh, and where does all of that money go to, by the way? It goes to weapons manufacturers in the West. So all that money that they're saying they're sending to Ukraine, they're not sending any of that money to Ukraine. Think about this. They're spending, not sending, spending on weapons manufacturers in the West, which is then distributed to the shareholders, the richest people in the West in the first place. So your taxpayer money, and remember, a lot of the super wealthy don't pay taxes. So your money that you, many people can't afford to be wasted is sent to the richest people. Have you ever thought about it in this way? And now rough sleeping, as they call it, which is homelessness, actually increased over 20% last year. So the stats show uh, there's now over 10,000 people marking a 54% rise compared to a decade ago. But the, really the most disgusting thing at the moment is the amount of British families that are really, really struggling because there isn't enough rental accommodation. And I've heard it before where I've mentioned it and people say, well, those people should just move to another city or another area. Yeah, it's not always that easy. There was an example in the news yesterday of a dad, a single dad of three. He's a full-time locksmith. So all of his business is in this one area. I don't know which area it is, but he's got three kids and he was evicted under a section 21 which is basically where the landlord wants the property back. And it can be for a whole host of reasons. I don't know why he was evicted, but if he's a locksmith, I'm guessing he was paying his rent. Maybe the landlord wanted to sell the property, who knows? But this story was about how all these British families, and they said quarter of a million. I don't know if those stats are correct, but that's what this report said, are living in really bad temporary accommodation while they said that people coming in on the dinghies are being put up in luxury hotels. Now, they probably stretched the story a little bit there, but it's not too far off. Oh, we got a little rabbit there, right in the middle. He is not scared at all. Oh, there's two of them. Another interesting finance story that just came out uh, in the last sort of 24 hours there. And it's always funny the way they give Mark Carney different names and titles all the time. Former Bank of England governor Mark Carney, we've talked about him a lot, has been named chairman of a new board of directors at US financial information and media firm Bloomberg. Yes. It says that he's expected to continue his small role as chairman. Oh yeah, th those two words should never be in the same sentence. A small role as chairman of Brookfield Asset Management. We did a sort of expose there previously of uh, all the climate stuff that they basically have complete control over all the renewable energy transition because what else is he? He's the UN envoy on climate change. Oh gosh, all the, the G fans, the global financial Alliance. And the other thing they don't talk about, and I'll tell you this in a second, 
we're going to go into the tower here then take you up to the top here we go let's go up the stairs here before i tell you the the story oh this is my favorite spot to just sit up here the wind is fierce no i better get back down just in case you can't hear anything here we go look at this for a beautiful view absolutely beautiful yeah so what have they failed to mention or what's everyone forgotten about well his firm actually sold off a load of land in brazil for deforestation so it was over 9,000 hectares here's the stats it was 600,000 tons of CO2 that was emitted by their deforestation campaign, the equivalent of 1.2 million flights from London to New York. Where did you see that in the news? All right, let's head back down then. I've hardly got through any of my stories today. Gosh, I had so much to talk about, but I don't want to make this video an hour long here because this could, I'd probably speak for an hour and a half actually. I've got so much to talk about. But the last one then, we'll save the funniest. Well, it's not funny, but it's funny to me anyway. It's always about Biden. These stories when they come out and they're wacky and wild always has to be about Biden, don't they? So, so he's, um, he's insulted a lot of people already in the Maui wildfires by saying he can relate because he was in a kitchen fire once. So um, yeah, okay. But the thing that has upset everyone is he said there's not a budget, there's no allocation for the budget to help people who have lost all of their homes. And I mean, absolutely huge. It's $7 billion worth of damage, but he's offering $700 as a payment, which everyone said, what on earth is going on? Considering there's what, 120 billion going for Again, Ukraine, oh, this is where people get upset, but they can't send a little bit of money to cover the, the people who have lost their homes and pretty much lost everything. So $700 really isn't gonna do much, but we'll see, we'll see what happens there. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed this beautiful walk and talk today here on the Isle of Man. Thank you again for everyone who's taken my course. I know it's gonna change a lot of lives. Uh, just appreciate you so much. Apart from that, take care. God bless you, God bless your family, and I will see you for the next video.